Blog Talk Radio.
okay, you know, to, to be there for us. Amen. 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 Are you there, Brother uh, Edward? God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 We just thank you. So we're just going to lift up tonight. We just thank everybody. I thank everyone there, uh, for tonight. Remember what the Bible said, the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. So the more you walk in God's power, the more you walk in, in his love, the more you walk in his presence and his glory, and, you know, the more uh, the more free you are. Because the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage in your life. And I believe tonight there's going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be freedom. It's going to be a powerful, powerful anointing, and it's going to come on everybody out there. And you know what? If you're dealing with it, doesn't matter what you're dealing with. The anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. There are any bondage to be bondage of sickness, bondage of finances, uh, bondage of every anything it is. No matter what it is, the anointing will break the yoke of bondage in your life. Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. Let's go to your Bible, and I want you to go to Luke. I'll give you a few, a few minutes here to Luke four, started at eighteen. I'm going to be reading from the uh, uh, from the Amplified tonight. Okay, I'm reading from the Amplified. Let me just give you a few minutes. Give you a few minutes, and uh, uh, then we'll we'll continue. Praise the Lord. Edward should be coming on right away here. Brother Edward, you there, bro? Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, you know, you know the thing is, we've got the Holy Spirit, amen? The Holy Spirit. You know, we just welcome the Holy Spirit tonight. Holy Spirit, just, you know, just wherever you are, just say right now. It doesn't matter, you know what I'm saying? You know, whatever time of day it is there. Just say, welcome, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. That you would be here with your presence, power. That you would live inside of us. Amen? Where does the anointing come from? From the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Well, let's go on. Okay. Number 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed, there it is, he has anointed me. We're talking about Jesus here, right? The Messiah to preach the good news. Okay. So the anointing of God is for us. Just like Jesus, it says, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, right? Jesus is in us, so the anointing is to preach the gospel, to preach the good news. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you know what? It doesn't have to be in a church building. It can be anywhere. It can be basically in your home, preaching Jesus. Are you there, Edward? Edward? Hello, Roy. Are you there, buddy? Oh, hello, hello Roy. Thank you, Jesus. Hello. You hear me? I knew you were coming, buddy. I knew you were coming. I knew you, you were hear coming. Me? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You hear me? Praise God. You hear me, I Brother hear Roy? 
I do. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Yes, yeah, they're, they're having uh, mechanical difficulty. Uh, my wife just called Montel, and there's mechanical difficulty. She's been having us the uh, equipment right there. That's what delayed it right there. So I'm glad we got on here. So praise I know God. What I just said. I just said, you know, Lord, bring Edward on. <laughs> you know, I just knew you were coming on, brother. I knew you were coming on. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, amen. So, yeah, the enemy doesn't like it. Huh? No, he doesn't. And especially tonight, he does not. Because I tell you right now, brother, uh, brother Edward, Apostle Edward, there's, the anointing yes. is going to break a lot of yoke, yoke of bondage oh, in people tonight, yes. my brother. Oh, yes, this has been a, a yoke-breaking week here. I have a lot of things to say that happened, you know. Uh, Amen. So you just say whatever God you say whatever God puts on your heart. Uh, what I was just doing here, uh, uh, Brother Edward, I was just coming into uh, uh, 418. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, I was, yeah, I was just coming into 418. The Spirit of the Lord upon me because he has anointed mm-hmm. me. To, uh, and as you, we're talking about Jesus. But, but, you know, but this is also comes to us to preach the good news. And what I was saying, right. the anointing is, is for, and I'm telling, for, for, for us to preach good news, uh, preach yeah. the gospel, and it doesn't have to be in a church building. It can be anywhere and any place. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's exactly Cause right. Because it's preaching yeah. Jesus, right, Bo? That's okay, it. So no ahead, matter where you're ahead. Jesus with you and in you, and you're anointed with that anointing. That's that's the thing to carry it everywhere you go. It's carried everywhere Amen. you go, no matter where or when. Amen. Amen, my brother. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Preaching, you know, preaching the gospel, you know, and that, you know, they, no matter what, whatever, whatever we do. Whatever we do, you know what? We have to be anointed to do it. Amen? We have to, you know, the anointing. We have to have the anointing. You know, if I'm going up, Edward, and I'm preaching, uh, you know, in front of a congregation, and I don't have the anointing on me, you know, I'm saying in me, then I might, you know, my words don't mean a thing. But when you right. have the anointing, and you know this, you've been preaching many, many, many years, uh, uh, Brother Edward. Right. Amen. You know when yeah. the anointing is there because it just, oh, yes. you know, because all of yes. a sudden you get revelation of word and different things and all this stuff. Amen? That's great. Right. Amen. Amen. We're going to do the next. We're going to do the next. Jesus said it best. Jesus said it best. You know, he told the uh, 120 upper room to tarry. Of course, we don't have to tarry anymore. The Holy Ghost is here, but he hadn't come yet, so Jesus went back. And, of course, he's been here 2,000 years now. And he said to tarry, do you receive power? So we have no business going out to do the work of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ until we are baptized in the Holy Ghost, the evidence speaking in tongues, because we don't have that power. You know, it's like going out to build a house and dig a foundation, and you go out with a little little pick shovel to dig by yourself That's for right. a whole foundation. And, uh, of course, that would be pretty ridiculous, you know, and, and that's really what it is because it's the empowerment. It's not by power. It might be by my spirit, Zechariah 4, 6 says, by the Spirit Amen. of God. And we need that. We have the Holy Spirit when we get saved, but we don't have the energized Holy Spirit, baptism and the fire within us until we receive that. And then in John seven thirty eight, it says, out of our belly 
shall flow rivers of living water, and those rivers flow out and just grows and expands as we go along greater and greater like it is today, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So Amen. It's so That's ex- right. So exciting what uh, the Lord has done and is doing. Amen. Now, That's just, so true, brother. This week I had a, uh, well, it began, you know, uh, with uh we went over to Heritage, where PTL used to be, and went in there. And, of course, we had our lady friend visiting, my wife and I, this week from California. She's a minister, pastor, uh, written several books. In fact, my wife and I forwarded her book. My wife's her mentor, and she was with us. And she ha- she has a school with about 50 people. She had retired from the one school, but she's moved, and she's another place. And she has 50 pupils, and, of course, they have prayer each uh, day, and a certain day of the week. And it was that particular time. And uh, anyhow, we had prayer on there. And, of course, the Lord reminded me how in, in, uh, this great revival is going to be a nameless revival. And then not only nameless, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not the fivefold ministry is going to be the most active. It's the lay people. And then when you get down further, it's going to be the young people. And anyhow, the bottom mm-hmm. line is it's going to be for the young people. And anyhow, I had a chance to minister to a couple of them on there and, and just release the power of God upon them. And I'm just really, really waiting to hear uh, what is going to be happening because we all knew that my, she had said and my wife said that we were there praying that we knew something happened with those young people. And because the power Amen. of God was there, those two and the others. So that began. And then the next day, uh, I, was, uh, I went over and picked up. She was staying at the, where my, my daughter's place is. And, and anyhow, uh, I was going on the way back home, bringing back to the house, the wife and I. And uh, anyhow, she was talking to one of the people she ministers to on the phone as I was driving, you know, driving her over to her home. And anyhow, God had told me something. This lady had uh, a situation that she uh, had generational curses, you know, within her and some, some mm-hmm. bad things and had pain, had right. back problems for years and uh, but really some bad mm-hmm. things. And I posted this on Facebook, this particular thing, but I'll just kind of say it briefly here. What happened uh, when I prayed, you know, she agreed with me. And, of course, she prayed, prayed, uh, the power of God fell. And she said, she, she, I, did, I don't have it with me to read how she described it, but it completely knocked that thing out of her back and started going through and out and released and freedom. And then she had the freedom of deliverance because she was under great oppression because she was dealing with some major things in her family and delivered her mind as well as her body. And she commenced to testify that actually it was was exactly what the Word says. You know, we're overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the Word of our testimony, because she was speaking out as perfect as you could ever get. But God set her free in her body and in her mind and uh, set her really on track. And I was driving the car when I was praying there. <laughs> so when you said about the Holy Amen. Ghost is with you at any time, don't matter if you're in a restaurant, in a store, you're driving your car or what have you, uh, you know, God's power is there. And we have to remember that that uh, when, whenever there's a need there, we're, we're called on to pray. We need to pray and release our faith in that area there. And I always like to pray with people at least on the phone or see them. It's always great to see them. But if I can talk to them on the phone, too, because of personal contact, rather than just praying, not even talking to them, but praying for them, which we do. Because yeah. you need to send okay. on people when you're praying for them. It's always best to release it there, and if you see them, it's better yet. But uh, it has been a, a beautiful, in fact, it's been a very 
busy week, a tiring week, and then I had some things to deal with today that were negative situations attack the enemy. Uh, my alternator went out in my car, and, of course, the Lord provided the money for that. Then just about a couple hours later, uh, I believe it will pay for everything, for repair and everything like that. He uh, provided it for me miraculously. And uh, I had some things and still some things that we're not we're standing for. But uh, we've, we've had our battles, you know, wartime, and uh, we do, because when you're serving the Lord, and as you are delivering death blows to the enemy, there he attacks you in a lot of different ways. But uh, when I come on tonight, uh, I was just uh, had a week that really tired my body, you know, and anyhow, but I, I feel mm-hmm. great in my spirit. And uh, I just feel relaxed there, and it's just... Uh, we're on a surge right now with God. We're going to really Amen. have another level. From what we were the last time we spoke on here two weeks ago, it's getting to be a higher level. level brother. Going to a new level, brother. Pardon me? Right. You're going, to, you're going to a new level, my, my, my brethren. Yes, that's it. We're a new level in faith and, and things. And God, God's yeah. going to be filling up on some things now because it's time for a lot of manifestations to really come forth because we're we're at the, the tail end of a lot of things. Now, we're, every, things are coming to a head in the remnant's lives because the remnant has suffered greatly, went through much, much needed in the financial, they've had physical, you name it. But God is ready to show up and really show out because yeah. uh, it's re- it's really that time like never before. I know God had showed me these things, and I hear it preached and other ministers on there and other prophets and every everything that they'll be saying, and that's uh, that's why you know things that I had said before. I was reminded by a lady today, reminded that uh, things that I had said. She heard uh, Brother Kent Christmas talking about the same thing that I had mentioned mm-hmm. you know, months ago, yeah. and I I have. A lot of things God has just given me these things, and, uh, and I haven't been wrong yet in anything that I've said about this thing. Some things appear like it was way out, but it wasn't. It mm-hmm. was what the Spirit of God wanted, because the reasoning, you cannot use human reason. You never could, but especially in this hour, yeah. your past experiences, because we're all on a whole new trail that we have to be led yeah. by the Holy yeah. Spirit and submitted. But not business as usual anymore because it's not what we used to do 5, 10, 20 years ago. Well, that's right. But it's right. Just you know, the Holy time. That's right. And you know the thing is, uh, everybody out there, you know, the whole key, if you want to increase the anointing in your life, you want, you know, everybody wants to increase the anointing. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants Amen. to have more of God's presence, more of God's yes. power more of God's love, more of God's glory, you know, in, in their life. Yes. And, and, and how you do that is you spend time with the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yes, you can't enemy, know him unless you spend time with him. And the enemy will do everything he can to try and stop you and hinder you from spending time with the Holy Spirit. You know, the, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, but, but one lady said this, you know, she said, Roy, you don't want to get too busy. And I said, you know what? I said, what, is that? What, is that? what does that mean? She says, burdened under Satan's yoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's you know, right. quite honest with you, everybody, everybody out there, it can happen yes. pretty quick. Very easily without you even knowing. Right, we, have right. to, 
we got to be very we got to be very careful of that. You do. And if you're burdened you under Satan's yoke, if you get to that point, the anointing of God, you know, it's not there. That's right. It lifts. It lifts. Well, yeah. So I'm just saying to everybody out there, don't get too busy. Don't get too busy for for the Lord. I mean, we all get, you know, we all, you know, we start watching TV and we get, you know, this happens and that happens. But we get to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these Amen. things added unto it. And I believe that that means the anointing also, you know, yes. because we got to have so we got to have that, my brother, Angela. Go, go ahead, brother. I don't mean to keep going on and on. But. No, that, you're, actually, you're absolutely right, because it's in his presence that we receive this strength and this help and, and the guidance and the words that we need to hear and what we need to receive, spending time with him. And you're right, because a lot of people get so busy with the things of God that they don't have time for him. They're busy doing his work without being in his presence. And he says, hey, you need to be in my presence to be able to really do my work the way I want you to do it. So they're kind of just getting too busy to be with him, and that's it, you know. And that's what wears people out. They become uh, uh, tired of things. They become discouraged. And uh, they they lose out. They lose their joy because uh, there's a balance to all these things. We have to have the joy of the Lord in our heart, and we have to have peace in our heart about things and not – bite off board we can chew or take more than uh, what he wants us to do because a lot of people are under that guise that hey if there's a need i need to meet it but not necessarily uh, he has things that he wants you to do he has things he wants me to do and a lot of people try to think well hey uh, you should do this or i should do that or what have you but it's what you and the lord do and whether people like it or not or understand it or not that doesn't matter we have to know what God really wants us to do before we take it on. In other words, Lord, am I really to do this or am I really to do that? And too many times people out of a good heart now, but not out of wisdom, not really seeking the mind of God, they just take on something because it's a good project. Oh, I can help you. I can do this. This is good. But yet, maybe that project's not for you. And that's where most of the mistakes are made. And that's when things get messed up because they start something, they don't finish it, they get messed up. The project gets messed up, and just because they're not led by the Spirit, you know. He directs our steps. Yeah. He said the steps of a good man are ordered of God, you know. Exactly right. That's so we exactly need to be right, so brother. careful. We have to be so careful. You're so right about that, because if there's any area the body of Christ gets tripped up on, it's that particular area there, because... They're looking for what they're looking for good ideas instead of God ideas. Or look what man says. It's almost well. I always think it's like having a church board meeting, and they'll come in there right. and say, "Well, I want you to come in next week and some thoughts about what we can do here." No, you don't bring in thoughts what you can do there. You say, "I want you to come in with the mind of God what we're to do. I want you to, what God's going to tell you about this." You say, "That's what we do with this." Too often they even talk to one another about, well, what do you think about this? What do you think? It doesn't matter what I think about that. It's what is God saying and thinking about this. What's exactly. he want? That's it. Yeah, we have to illustrate that more because what do you think God thinks? You know, whenever he hears, well, what do you think, brother? Well, what do you think, brother so-and-so? What do you think? Well, he says, hey, what, what, where do I come in the picture? I'm the one that wants this. I'm the one that does it. And they're talking to one another about their their little 
pea brains to think of what to do, and I'm the one that has all the answers, you know. And uh, right. so we have to we have to really we have to step up and get out of uh, of man and that what man thinks and and what man's gotten to do because that's why we have so many denominations. That's why we have so much confusion. <laughs> Green and everything because man has got the mind of man instead of the mind of God. We have the mind of Christ if we choose to walk in it. That's right. And you know, the other thing, too, uh, Apostle Edward, too, you know, we, you know, we all have plans, the ambitions, we have whatever, but we need to take them plans and ambitions and, and, uh, and even our ministries and lay them down at Jesus' feet because they're not our ministries, they're his ministries. That's right. That's true. It's without not there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it don't belong to us. We're just yeah. the stewards of it there. We're, we're stewards over his thing. Yeah. I do have a hard time when people hear my ministry, my ministry, my church. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, you church. know what? It's true. I never ever said that because I always always say, no, Lord, you should, you would build your church. Well, even myself, like uh, my book, I'd say my book, a lot of times we say it, this is a word, but in actuality, I never consider that at all, because uh, he wrote the book. He, he really inspired me what to write and everything that I do, so I can't say it's my book or something, because this one I can say, when I preach a message, people get saved, healed, delivered, praying for people. I can't say, I did this, me did this, because... It was the Lord through me that does things. He works through us, but he's the one that actually did the job. All we are is just the one that speaks the words out, and he honors those words. Amen, yeah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, like everybody out there, I'm just talking, we're talking to everybody. Sometimes it's tough love, you know what I'm saying? We love mm-hmm. you, and you know, and we love you, and that's the reason we're, we're, we're speaking about this. You know, because that's right. we've been, that's exactly you, know, right. you know, we've been serving the Lord for a lot of years, but you know what? Uh, you know mm-hmm. the thing is that it's it's been you know you know it, it's it's actually crucifying our flesh. I mean the thing is all right. all these years you know I mean you right. know what I mean we've been battling you 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 know the biggest battle we have my apostle Edward is our flesh. Exactly. It's our flesh. Exactly. It is. That's what we have to reckon ourselves. That is not with the devil because it said that the Lord, the Lord says that we have authority and power over the devil. It's, yeah. it's our flesh. That's what that's what we're dealing with. That's exactly Sometimes right. Sometimes we just tell our flesh to shut up. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's, that's right. Amen. It, it's a, Amen. It's Let's go to the second part here. Um, so it says here in uh, okay, uh, you know what? Okay. Uh, the gospel to pour, and he has sent. Okay, now sent me to announce and release to the release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. So the anointing, also, I'm just going to talk to everybody out there now, is for setting captives free. That's why I said the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. Where does the yoke of bondage yoke of bondage come from? It comes from the devil. Mm-hmm. He wants you in bond. He wants you in a yoke of bondage. In other words, he wants you addicted. Be it, be it addicted mm-hmm. to drugs, be addicted to alcohol, be addicted to pornography, uh, uh, be addicted to 
uh, gambling, whatever it is, he was mm-hmm. not. That's his first But the anointing, Amen. the anointing on your life and the anointing on others' life breaks that yoke of bondage over you. That's right. In the mighty name of Jesus. And you are set free. And the Bible says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen, brother? Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, Brother Roy, and what you're saying there, and I was going back to what you said beginning to talk about the flesh, but watch this verse here, Romans eight thirteen. For if mm-hmm. we live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you, yeah. through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, we shall live. So in other words, the point I'm trying to emphasize here, it says if we live after the flesh, we will die. But if we, that means me, my responsibility through the power of the Holy Spirit, deaden the bad things in my life, I'll live. So it's up to me through the Holy Spirit. In other words, I have to will to do the right thing and, and will to not do the wrong thing and ask the Holy Spirit to help me, help me to not this or help me to do this or help me not to do this. Right. If I ask right. and I believe, if I really want it, now you have to really want when when you deaden something, you, you can't. It's just like quitting smoking. When I quit smoking many years ago, I asked the Lord to help me. And what it was, I came to the place that, hey, Lord, I, I choose to do this. Now, through the Spirit, you're going to uh, deaden me to smoking cigarettes because you're deadened to various things. You're, you're deadened to smoking. You're dead to pornography. You're dead to, to lust. You're Amen. dead to jealousy. That's right. We have to deal with this thing. But we have to deal with it, and then when it's there, we have to help the Holy Spirit, then we have to put the effort. And if we actually put the effort and mean business, then the empowerment, or the, like you just said, and we're talking about the anointing, that's when the anointing falls, because the anointing doesn't fall on half-hearted people or double-minded people, because the Word tells us that. He said, don't think we'll receive anything from the thing of the Lord when we pray. But we have to mean business. We have to be serious about it and really want it. Our heart, just like we asked Christ in their heart, we had to really mean it and believe it and want it. If we just went there half-hearted about something and didn't really mean it, that's just a bunch of words, you see, because God doesn't listen to our mouth. He listens to our heart, you know, just like the Pharisees right. said, your mouth speaks of me, but your heart is far away. And he did, it didn't matter what their mouth was saying, but he said, I'm looking at that heart. I'm, I'm judging your heart. I'm not judging your words in that sense because where you're really coming from is what you really are and who you really are, and that's what I'm judging you are. You can talk the greatest talk in the world like the greatest man or woman in the world, but if your heart is the worst thing in the world, that talk means absolutely nothing. That's pharisaical. You know, so we have to be for real or transparent, you know. But uh, the the buck stops at our desk. It says, you have to do this. You let the joy of the Lord, you uh, let the, the joy of the Lord come into your life. Let the peace of God, Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule your hearts. It's up to us to let it do it. And we let things happen by just putting forth the effort and wanting it and asking the Holy Spirit's help, and then he makes it a reality. But it has to be initiated by us, by our will, then us putting forth the effort, then us trusting him, and then he comes through. He shows up and he shows out in it, if we are like that with the things we're dealing with. Amen. That's true. That is so true. Amen, amen, you know? You know, because the thing about it is our, our life, like our lives, you know? The thing is, you know, everybody has 
you know, we're all living, <laughs> we all have lives, but you know what? But we mm-hmm. we need to decide what we're what we're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you see, yeah. there's, but we we really need to get to know the the voice of the Holy Spirit because, you know, yes. there is three there's three voices. There's the devil's yes. voice. There's our voice, and there's also mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's voice. So we mm-hmm. need to know. We know we need to know which voice is which voice is which. That's right. We got to learn the voice of the Lord. More keen and discernment, discernment and the keenness, especially in this hour, Brother Roy. Especially in this hour, uh, we need it more than we ever did because the greatest deception, everything is at the maximum in the negative now. So we need to be operating in the maximum of the Holy Spirit because God has His greatest out there. It's far beyond what the world is doing. But you and I have to walk in that, Apostle Roy, and everybody. And that's what we try to teach on this program and talk about in this program. Right. Because uh, you, you can't be a, a fence straddler anymore. You can't make no. it because you're either going to be one way or the other. Because if you if you try to straddle the fence or play the game, you're going to be on the other side because it's, you're just going to be left left alone. Churches are going to be folding up by the dozens and hundreds probably if they refuse to uh, have a form of godliness and deny the power of God because this is the power of God, holiness and empowerment time. And those that are not agreeing with that or walking in that are just going to fold up. Our churches are going to fold up and they're going to fold up with them. Uh, that, that, that's really what's going on because it's shaking. You know, Hebrew speaks about, he said, I'm going to shake the earth one more time. And that which uh, isn't moved will remain. That which is moved, will, of course, will be moved. So if we want to remain, we have to be serious about it. And he'll enable us to remain. But only if we're serious. But if we're not doing things the right way, we're going to be moved all over the place and lose out on everything. You know, I really believe this, too. Uh, you, you're, just, you're just talking there, Apostle uh, Edward. There's a price to pay for the anointing. That's right. That's right. And, but, are, are we, are, but are we willing to pay that price? Like everybody wants uh, the anointing. Everybody wants God's presence. Everybody wants God's power. Everybody wants God's love, glory. Are we mm. willing to pay the price to, to receive it, to have it? That's right. It, it don't come cheap, and it's not easy. It's not easy. No. And uh, if, unless you go through hell, you're not going to really show heaven the way God wants you to because it, it exactly. is that way. I mean, anybody that's ever had a successful ministry, got great results, has paid a dear price in pain that the people don't know. Because many people, I've seen them start out in ministry, and they're all zealous, and they're doing good, but then they hit a couple of things, times, and then they, uh, they're they crying or kind of getting a, in a position of uh, they're, you know, all troubled. But uh, that's just the beginning of it, because when you get into the the war, when you get in with the heavyweights in the ring, uh, you're in with the heavyweights, and you've got to move with that thing. And if you aren't at a certain level, you have no business there. That's why a novice is not supposed to be given anything like that, because they'll fold up right away. Okay. But, uh, and that's, but there's a price to be paid. And I know I thought 25, 30 years ago, I'm ready for what I'm doing now. Or 40, 30, 25, 30, 35, 40 years ago, I thought that. And if I would have had it then, I would, wouldn't have made it. I would have been crushed. It's just about oh, like you can lift 100 pounds above your head and weights, and you go out there with these big weightlifters to lift five and 600 pounds up 
you try to do that, you would kill yourself. You have to work your that's way right. up to that training, and that's, that's right. And, and training, we we get our training through trials and tribulations and testings and mm-hmm. and life itself. As we work the word and, and learn and grow, we build up our faith muscles, our spirit man muscles, instead of our body muscles. I mean, that's the difference between the two, whether you're building up your body muscles or your spirit man, and that's where the, the faith comes in and the spiritual pain and everything, things you can't touch with your hands, but things are within us there building that spiritual man up, and uh, it's not easy because you suffer pain just like you do when you build your physical man up. But exactly. people a lot of times understand the, the physical part, but when it comes to going through some pain spirits, so they want to quit, hold back, or, oh, I just uh, I just feel like just crawl up and get under the covers, you know, and hiding or something, you know, and you, you can't do that. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it goes with it. Uh, or trials, like you've heard people say, we've heard it many times on programs we do, uh, oh, the devil's really been after me. No kidding. <laughs> you know, as if that's a special thing because, hey, anybody that's serving God, the devil's after them. You know, I don't care for a, for a major minister or a minor minister or a lay person or whatever. If they're actually serving God, living for God, wanting to please him, he's going to be after everybody because they're all threats to him. Yeah. Any, any yeah. child of God, no matter what level they are. You know, the thing the thing about it is, Apostle Edward, is, you know, I, I mean, we're all dealing with that. We're all dealing with, you know, with the, with the enemy. But the bottom line on it is, uh, there's too much of basically, and, and I agree with you 100%. Everybody out there, there's too much of of of, 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 of giving the devil glory. But I knew you were gonna going to going on and on and on. on fa- even on Facebook, even on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so, I mean, it, it, somebody said, "Well, please pray for me." That's fine, but but the bottom line, a lot of uh, going on and on about, well, the devil's doing this and this is happening, and I, and, and, I, and I'm dealing with this and I'm dealing with yeah. that, you know. Like, I know. My Bible says, "Greater is He, greater is He." Oh, I'm, I'm getting. Greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. That's it. Amen. Yep. Nothing, nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with getting, nothing wrong getting prayer and everything like that. But don't keep glorifying the enemy. Glorify Jesus. Right. Exactly. I, you know, I guess that's one of my pet peeves, but I just, you know, like I, I see it all the time. You know, even yeah, COVID, even this COVID thing, if we lift yeah. up Jesus that's right. as the body of Christ, as much as we're lifting up this I, I, little C, yeah. there would be yeah. no COVID. It would be eradicated. That's right. God's but, much brother, bigger, but when they talk about the COVID, what happens is it's making God smaller. What you talk exactly. about and think about becomes the biggest with you, and that's why a lot of these people yeah. are walking in fear and trouble and pray for me, pray for me, because they have COVID, they have the world so big in them that they're fearful. But when you look at those things and know the greater ones within you and you have control of these things and no weapon formed against you will prosper, and you speak these word, the word out, uh, you, you become bold, and it doesn't bother you. you. You just like a lion. You're a roaring lion, you know. But the, it all depends on where you're putting your attention to. He said in Isaiah twenty-six three that he'd keep it from perfect peace if her mind stayed on him because we trust in him. But they have their mind stayed on this other foolishness, you know. No matter what it is, because anything it's not well. Second Corinthians ten five says we're to cast all imaginations and everything out. 
then down, it doesn't line up with the Word of God under the captivity of Christ. So if some junk comes to my mind, it's not of God. I'm supposed to cast it down. I'm not to entertain the thought. I'm not to entertain the thought. And uh, that, that's what he tells us. And it, that, that, it all begins in the mind, and how you deal with it when it comes to your mind is what's going to happen, whether you're going to be talking about the devil or God. What, what does the Bible say? Is it, uh, what's that scripture, uh, uh, Brother Edward? Uh, every thought, imagination, we bring under the. Do, do you remember that scripture, uh, Edward? Yes. That one about yes. bring yes. every Second thought Corinthians under the blood. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Second that Corinthians chapter and that's that's where it begins. And that that is the remedy for everything. Everything good and bad starts in the mind, and we examine yeah. according to Second Corinthians ten five, and it begins right there. And how you deal with it there is how you're going to be thinking and what you're going to have your mind and your confession upon. Now the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So your mouth will right. speak out of the abundance of your heart, whatever you're taking in that mind. If you allow the junk to come in, yeah. junk in, junk out. Good in, good out. So we have control of that. See, this is the thing, Apostle Roy. Christians don't want to assume responsibility of this thing. They say, oh, the Lord this, the Lord will do that. Hey, the Lord already did what he's going to do. Now he's given it to us. He says, now it's up to you to do something with it. He's given us the, exactly. the uh, gears and the equipment. Now it's up to us to do something with it. But the, most Christians uh, just don't take that to heed. They think, they just say, oh, God, I just pray, do this, Lord. Oh, do that, Lord. Help me do it. But God, God says, you work out your own salvation with fear and trouble, and you do this. You stand, right. you work my word. And, and but... Uh, Lazyitis is what you call it because they want everybody to tell them what it is. They're looking for a man to give them answers instead of God. They're too lazy to seek themselves, and uh, uh, we, we really we need to really shape up because it, it's a it's a sad looking army that we have right now. It's growing good. We have a lot of good men and women, but some of these people that you see are that are pastors, been around a long time, but they are just like little babies on pablum themselves, and they have churches. And uh, this is a horrible thing because when you have an enemy that's as strong as he is right now coming against things, you better know how to do warfare. You better know how to stand better be strong in the Word because if you're not, the thing will overwhelm you. And you don't wait till you're hit with something before you have faith. You build that faith and keep that faith built up that you're prepared. You see, you, a lot of people are not prepared, and then they try to muster up faith in the midst of something. That's no good. That's no good. That's why we're to be building our faith up continually in that word, not wait till something hits us and then say, oh, if I better get some faith now, i got a problem, or I have a, a challenge here. No, that's why we're to build up our faith continually. And that's the other thing. We need to basically, we need to look unto Jesus, the author, and finish our, you know, the author, and finish our, right? But what right. we don't need to look to, a, people don't need to look to a pastor, because what happens is if you're looking to a pastor and all of a sudden something happens to him, if you're looking unto him, then all of a sudden basically then then you're mm-hmm. basically, you know, you're, you're losing right. hope, right? That's right. That's right. Yes, it's uh, no man. Right? That's right. So he says in Psalms 118.8, it's better to trust in the Lord than put your confidence in man. That's right in the middle yeah. of the Bible. They never measured it, but they say that verse, Psalms 118.8, is right in the middle of the Bible. It's pointing out you, you, you put your confidence in God, not in any man. I don't care if it's a prophet, apostle, teacher. Uh, don't care what man. Yeah. Any man you put your trust in is Jesus Christ. 
And he's our example. Mm-hmm. I don't try to measure up to some other no. minister, some no. general or something no. like that. Don't compare myself. We we measure ourselves up to Christ. That's who our measuring stick is. Amen. That's right, brother. Did you hear that, everybody out there? About you know, you know, you just you, you know, the thing is, that your pastors are there. They're they're gifting. There's a, a gifting of apostles. There's a gifting of prophets. Mm-hmm. Of pastors and teachers. But you mm-hmm. need to basically look unto Jesus. Don't look unto right. them. You know, I'm, they're That's only right. we are only we are only men or women, right. basically with giftings and callings. We're not perfect. There's only one perfect That's one, sure. and his name is Jesus. That's right. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Amen. It's going yes. to go on here, my brother. Um, okay, so um, gospel of the poor. Yes. Would you release the captives? Recovery of sight to the blind. Mm-hmm. Recovery of sight to the blind. I believe, you know, the thing is that I think, you know, I know I think they're talking about uh, maybe uh, physical blindness, you know, like when people like, you know, are, are blind, right? But I think right. also right. There's, there's another part that says the God of this world has right. blinded the eyes mm-hmm. and the unbel- ears of the unbelievers. That's right. That's exactly right. Spiritual eyes and the physical eyes. There's, there's two. You have the spiritual, you have the physical for like all these things. And what happens when the enemy has a hold of it, he's got, got it all right there. And, and of course, naturally, we know we're to cover sight to the blind, praying for the sick and everything. But then the most important thing, like you quoted a little while ago, we know the truth, and the truth shall make us free. And the truth is, he wants you well. He wants you walking in a victorious life. He wants to meet your needs. He wants you to be bold. He wants you to walk in holiness. He, all these things, and that, and that's that's where uh, he's given sight to us because sight is seeing that hey, we're to be this way. We have sight in our spiritual man, uh, Apostle Roy, for what God wants and expects of us. Therefore, we seek after those things. We see it and we know it. We want to make it a part of us. We want to become better at it. But we see it, you see. But a lot of people don't see it with their spiritual eyes. They're just kind of moping around uh, in the shallow water. You know, they have no aim for it, and they don't grow in it because they aren't even trying. They just uh, are living life normal, going to church, and no no prayer much, no uh, ministry, no seeking Lord and anything. They're just using their own reasoning power, and they say, well, I accept the Lord 20 years ago, and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I am convinced about the rapture. God has really showed me something. I really believe it's from God. Uh, The rapture is a more serious thing, and we give it credit for the rapture because a lot of people think, well, hey, I asked Jesus in my heart when I was a child, so I'm okay. I'm saved. You're not okay unless you're living for Jesus Christ. If you're not living for him, you're not hearing his voice now, how are you going to hear come up hither? If you're not hearing it now, listen, if you don't have a personal relationship with him because it's more than just asking the lord into your life you repent and ask him in your life yes but you need to be living who you yield your members to is your to you serve jesus said he said who you yield your members with that's your being so we need to be yielded to him you know uh, a lot a lot Amen. of people also roy they think well hey i'm going to just ask the Lord into my heart and I'm just going to do my thing and do go to church, pay tithes, I'll do this, do that. They want to have it in their terms. But it doesn't work that way. It's, uh, it's a one-way thing that God expects. And I, I certainly wouldn't want to take a chance to live like that 
uh, and uh, you know, take a chance like that to miss miss the rapture, because I believe you really will. Because if you don't hear that voice and you aren't walking with him, I don't believe you'll hear that voice. You know, it's not going to happen. So a lot of people think you're going and they're not going to make it, and that'd be a horrible thing to wake up here after the people go. You're here in the tribulation in order to die, thinking you were saved and then wind up in hell. Wouldn't that be horrible? You're here right now. Two minutes from now, you're going and look if you didn't make it to heaven. I mean, that's that's a sobering thought. That's a sobering that's thought. That's why we need to say amen. Amen. I mean, that's it's, this is serious business. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I, I, that's all I had to say on that. But, no, it's serious business. It's, that's what, I'm that's, more serious that's what, than every that's day what, as I go along. That's what we need to know the three voices. That's what we need to know the voices yeah. because basically what it is, True. if we don't know the voice, of the Holy of Jesus, we don't know the voice. Mm-hmm. Basically, then when he says, you know, when when the trumpet sounds, you know, and and and, and you know, what I'm saying you're, you're, the person is not going to hear that because basically right. you're so used to the voice of yourself and even of the enemy, right. and you're, so right. you're not you're, you're not. How That's do right. we, how do I, how do I know your voice? How do I know your voice, Dad? If you phone me on the phone and say, "Hi, Roy." How do I know your yeah. voice? Well, sure. You, we have to talk a lot. That's right. We talk right, a lot, the so therefore, I know you. Right, right. The Lord has connected you and I. Amen? He connected That's other right, ones too, but he's connected you and I. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. He connects right. himself to us. Amen? Amen. By, by, us, by us spending time with the Holy Spirit. You know, but in the morning, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good night, Holy Spirit. You know, and listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. But people, right. my, my brothers and sisters, if you're not doing that, you're not going to know the, the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And you're going to be deceived right. because you're going to think it's the Holy Spirit, and it'll be your own voice or it'll be the devil's voice. That's okay? right. Exactly right. Exactly right. And then the exactly. Bible also says, that, my children perish because of the lack of knowledge of the word of God. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right? Right. You know, I mean, it's right. that, what's it all about? It's all about the word of God, proclaiming the word of God, you know, uh, confessing the word of God, declaring the word of God. Amen? And that's Amen. What, you know, and that's what it's all, that's what it's all about. Right? Amen. So we need to, you know, so we need to basically, the anointing, back to the anointing, the anointing basically really, wherever we go and whatever we do, the anointing is with us. And we achieve it, and we achieve the anointing by spending time with the anointer. The anointed one. He is the anointing. We spend time with that anointing. Recognize his that's voice, right. you know. That's, that's why, right. you know, that's why John was so popular with him. They say, why did he have favorites? Well, he, what reason being, they wanted to spend more time with him. You see, the person that spends yes. more time with the Lord is going to be closer because they spend more time. It's really that simple. The ones that obey him, spend more time with him, they're the ones that are, are closer to him because it's uh, it's almost like uh, if you were a bodybuilder, the more time you work out and kept in shape, 
you're going to be better than somebody who doesn't do that. You're going to be in better shape than they are because you spent time doing it. And they spent time with the Lord and his word. So therefore, they're going to be better off than you are because they had more time with him. Yeah. And also also praying in the spirit. Praying that's in right. the spirit. That's why, that's why the enemy yeah. don't want you to get baptized in the Holy Spirit because he don't want you praying in the spirit. Because you're, you're, you know you're, you're praying in the spirit that brings you closer to the to, to the Holy Spirit, Amen. With you That's and right. He's God, Amen. That's right. That's right, Amen. That's why Paul was so successful. You know, praying in the spirit. Uh, I want to make a, a, a blanket statement. I've said this for years, but uh, praying in the spirit. It all depends how successful your life is in the Lord. Depends on your praying in the tongues. It is praying yeah. in tongues because there's three, the three reasons we to pray in tongues. First of all, Jude says we build up ourselves in the Holy Ghost. The second right. thing is we, we honor and praise and worship God. Then the third thing is we pray in the Spirit. We could be praying for somebody in another state or another country that has a need because we're, we're uh, somebody has a need, and God might say somebody could be in Africa or they could be in India, and He. Yeah prays to you for that person. Remember that person's about to die and what he prays to you will save that person's life. Or what have you. Right. I mean, you know, we pray for one another and we don't always know, you say. So there are the three right. reasons we pray in tongues. And uh, I tell you I found Brother Roy, you know, I uh, you know, I'd be ministering and praying for somebody in the natural and the thing wouldn't happen, it didn't work, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't working out. So I commenced to pray in the spirit. Lord gave me the answer, then it worked. So, I mean, Amen. if I wouldn't pray in the Spirit, if I wouldn't have that, my ministry, when I say my ministry, it's God's ministry, what God has given me to do, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be near as yeah. successful and see the results that I do at all. Paul wouldn't have either. He said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. He prayed in tongues right. more. That's why he was such a powerful man of God. And you better believe it. That's why the devil fought that. When I got saved back in August of 70, I remember the 70 was full of people that fought that. They fought the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking tongues like you wouldn't believe way back then. And, of course, now it's it's to a degree, nothing now. It's it's become more prevalent. But, boy, back then, they they called it the devil, and I got thrown out of a church because of it. And I had a lot of thousands. I won't say who I won't say who they were, but there were certain denominations were totally against it and saying that it wasn't of God whatsoever, that was of the devil, right? Yeah, you better believe it. I, I mean, I could give you horror stories. Cause I was five years getting into a church that believed in that, and he had me with tur- in churches, and God was, used me to work miracles. But, I mean, I was, I was get, getting pounded on these things by people, you know, oh, by yeah. situations. Suffering it, uh, and he finally I got in there. And then even in Pentecostal churches, you find uh, people go with you so far, and then you go to a certain level, they won't. And uh, I've That's had right. Pentecostal churches, and they, even in the classroom when I was in, it was they had, it had a subject one time when I, it wasn't any college or anything, but it was like a, a subject they were studying one time in a little school thing in the church, and everybody the instructor, and everybody except one. Uh, uh, one or two people there, you know, they went along with me. In fact, then I went to preach in the one fellow's church, and he, he told the congregation, he said, there's a man they were against what he stands for, but he stood for the truth. And, he, you know, he built it up a little bit. Then I, I preached for him there, of course. But uh, it's true. If you're standing on the Word of God, 
That's all that counts. When you're doing that, I don't care who's for you, who's against you. You're in the right place, and there's going to be usually one or two that will, and which will not to confirm it anyhow. But that's why it's so important, and don't be concerned about what people think, because I have found when I lay that aside, and set, in spite of the persecution, things start to work good, because God blesses you and honors you because you do that. Amen. And that's what we have to do. Amen. There was a father, Bedard. His name was Father Bedard, and he was a, a he's Catholic priest. And anyway, mm-hmm. he heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and so he mm-hmm. was all upset, like that. He was going to go prove. He was going to go to this uh, building, church building, where they're having a service, and he was going to prove that there is no baptism of the Holy Spirit. Anyway, so anyway, so he goes there, uh, Brother Edward, and then anyway, mm-hmm. he goes in there and he's going to go, and then he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, this one woman just in front of him started praying in the Spirit. You know, praying in the Spirit. He goes, oh my God, what, what, what is that? You know, what is that? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he, all of a sudden, this presence of the Lord came over him, and he started saying this, you tell him the testimony, he said this, and he started saying this goofy language. He said, because he, he thought this woman was nuts, right? He thought this woman was crazy. Uh-huh. And all, but all of a sudden, he started and he started, he started praying in the spirit, like just saying different <laughs> words, you know, stuff. So what yeah. is going on here, right? What's going on here? So anyway, he ended up getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. And as soon as he got baptized in the Holy Spirit, he started, get this, the Catholic mm-hmm. renewal. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Yes, it uh, he came right, right out of the, the, that thing at the Catholic Church, and he started the Catholic renewal in that meeting. Amen. I guess. Well, you know, you know something, brother Roy. The big three of Christianity is to get saved, get born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost, or water baptized, or, or saved, water baptized, then baptism in the Holy Ghost, whatever. But you know, a lot of times it's so important. To get them early into that, because a lot of times if somebody's been a Christian for a couple of years, if they've been to the wrong mm-hmm. places, you have to unteach them. You have to get a lot of the garbage out before you can put the good in there, because before they okay. get any, any any garbage built up and negative against that, well, they have a virgin mind that that didn't hear anything, or they don't have much knowledge about it, because a lot of people have been saved a while, and you uh, work with there. Sometimes it takes a little time to get that cleaned out, and they have a little more trouble receiving it because of all the negative stuff they heard over the years. That's why the Lord says about having a mind as a child, because a child doesn't have these uh, things in their mind about the past, and they, they worked this and that didn't work, or this one did this, this and did that. They have a virgin mind that as soon as you tell them anything, they accept it, you see. And that's the way, way we're to receive the things of God. It makes it a lot easier. You know, I agree with you there, uh, Brother Edward, too, because, I, you know, when people get uh, first get saved, you know, they ask Jesus to come into their heart, and it's, and it's a, a genuine you know, getting saved. I think, mm-hmm. you know what, they need mm-hmm. to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's it. Right? Because, because yeah. you know why, Brother Edward? Because they will receive it. Because they're like a like like a like a baby receiving pablum or receiving a bottle, they will receive the Holy Spirit, and they will welcome the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's right. Amen. I've seen it happen different times. Minister somewhere like that, 
And you're absolutely right. After they get saved, in fact, we used to do that a lot with them. That was the second thing. And sometimes if people have a baptism or something in their church, but it's best if you could hit on them that day or something like that, uh, right yeah. after experience there. You know, once they understand, in other words, they have some understanding a little bit there, and then take them into the other walk even if it's the next day. But doing it very shortly thereafter, you don't want to give them a chance to uh, uh, get to some wrong teaching with people because I've I've had people that were just really wanting it, even older people that are older Christians, and they were around uh, some people that turned them the other way, you know. And I've seen people that were healed be the wrong people, and they, and they went back. In fact, one of them in particular I'm thinking of now died. Uh, when he had had a uh, certain, he had cancer. We prayed he was healed. He was in the mm-hmm. church that we we're in, and of course he was talked out of it. So uh, it's so important. That's, that's why it's so dangerous to have the negative Nellies around that are anti. And you, you just can't be around. You don't buddy buddy with negative Nellies. You're there to minister to them, but you don't you don't buddy buddy with them because I don't I don't fellowship with people like that. I don't want to be around the negative Nellies because it's a pull down. You have to. You have to be careful exactly. the company you keep, because if it's company yeah, that when you're around them, it's a down, you, you need to stay away from them. I don't want to be around people that I feel down my spirit when I'm around them. I want something that's uplifting. Now, I'm ministering to people. Oh, yeah, okay. sure. That, I'm not speaking of that, but I'm talking about people to fellowship with and we talk to. When they're when they're in a, a attitude like that, who in the world wants to be around that? You know, and that's, yeah. uh, that's true. Yeah, you got to be very careful. Uh, about your association, the environment that you're, you're in, and, of course, who's influencing you. better believe it. That's exactly right. We've got to because you can you hang around this creek bed long enough, you can fall in yourself if you're not careful. You know, exactly. and that's why you have to be careful the company you keep, you know. And uh, so many people don't think about that. You know, just a lot of little simple things like that that uh, can actually be the difference between success and failure. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we just, uh, I just, uh, that you're listening to everything that, uh, you know, Apostle Edward is saying, you know what I'm saying? Because the thing is, this is life. And, and you know, what he, what we're saying is, is we've gone to yeah. it. And, we're, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, we've got a long ways to go. And we're not saying that uh, Brother Edward and I are there. Uh, no, no, but, no, no. You know what? But we have gone through it. And we're here. We're here on this, uh, you know, this program, and we're trying to help you, you know, not go through some things that we went through. You know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, you just open up your ears, open up your ears, and, you know, the anointing, you know, the anointing, you know, like like I just said, you know, if everybody wants the anointing. You want the anointing to preach. You want the anointing to teach. You, you know, you want the anointing to, 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 to lay hands on the sick, to heal, everything like that. But the whole key, and, you know, I'll just say this again because the Lord has put this on my heart. If you want more of the anointing, okay, spend more time with the anointer, Jesus. That's right. And as you do that, as you do that, the anointing, Will, will come will come on you when well, wherever you go and whatever you in whatever you do the anointing will be there the anointing will be there if you're if you're if you're, if you're going to be preaching the anointing will be there to preach if you're going to be teaching the anointing will be there to teach 
And the, you know, yeah. whatever it is, the anointing will be there. And you spend time with the anointing. Isn't that right, brother? Amen, my brother. That's it. You spend time with him, and he'll teach you. He'll talk to you and everything. That's what that's what you want. You want to hear from him and hear what he has to say and learn his voice better. And uh, once you do it, uh, once you get in the habit of it there, you want to do it. It's just a matter of getting started, getting started. But like they say, try it. You will like it. And uh, his presence, there's nothing like his presence. There's nothing like his presence. That's why. It's so important that uh, we stay in his presence and keep above what's going on, you know, to soar above everything. And there again, it's always up to us. You know, we we choose the path. The decisions are ours all the time. You know, we always like to say, well, I'm waiting on God. But God says, no, I'm waiting on you. You uh, get closer to me. You get close to me, and you might learn some things. You know, some of the things that we need this time with. Remember things that we're asking him about, and he says, "Well, if you'd spend more time with me, you would know these things. I would show them to you, but you don't spend enough time." And I, I speak of myself and that, or, or brother Roy, or myself, or anybody else. Uh, sometimes we ask for things from God, and I've never said this before, but sometimes if if we would actually spend more time with God. Maybe we would have some answers, some things we don't have answers for right now. And that's very possible. Amen. We could be falling that air ourselves or anybody else, no matter what level they are. Uh, it's a lack of time with him that we don't have the answers we need because he said, well, if you'd hang around me long enough, you'd have it. So we have to look at things like that, you know, being around him and making sure that we're, we are spending that time, as Brother Roy is saying there, Apostle Roy, because, uh, it's all it's all in him, you know, in his presence. In his presence, in the shadow of the Almighty, like Psalms ninety one one says, If we dwell Amen. in the secret place most high will be under the shadow of the Almighty and and all good. I mean it's gonna we're protected, we're healed. In his presence there's nothing but joy and goodness. There's no negative, no sickness, sin or anything. If we would dwell in his presence continually, but we don't always dwell and his presence continually, and sometimes we do things our own. That's why we make mistakes, or that's why we sin or do something wrong. But if we were always led by the Spirit, we would never sin. We'd be perfect. But we're not always led by the Spirit. We're not always on the mark. No man ever was, other than, of course, Christ himself. But no human man yes. in the Bible, no human man living now or lived, you know. But we're like all like Paul, Philippians 3, 13 and 14. I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. We're pressing toward it. We haven't, he said, not though as I've attained it, not as I've got there, but I'm pressing toward it. We have not got there. We won't get there. We never will get there on this earth if we had a million years to go. But we'd always be pressing towards it, getting better and better, because we're never going to reach the stage. Jesus was in, but you got to recognize something about Jesus. Jesus had the blood of God in him. You see, the Holy Ghost uh, came upon Mary. She was, in other words, so that was been his father. You see, the Holy Ghost when overshadowed Mary. He was the father, but we have fathers that were human fathers like us. I'm a father. Uh, Brother Roy's a father. We we're that's human blood, but he had God's holy blood. That's why he could go to the cross. And pay the price for us. He's the only one worthy because he's the Son of God. He had, that's God's blood we're talking about there, you see. That's why that blood is so powerful and so mighty, and our blood is not, you see. We could die on the cross like Jesus did, but it would do no good, but he had that perfect blood. And Amen. we have to take it in 
account. Yet he went through all things like we go through, but yet he was without sin. In fact, he proved himself the first thing he ever did when he went in the ministry, went to the mountain for 40 days on a fast, and he defeated the devil. He was tempted three times, and those three times were taken from 1 John 2.16, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And he defeated those three temptations that Adam and Eve failed upon. And for us, you see, he, he failed, or they failed, and we were victims of Satan. But then when he became successful and he did that, then he he got it back for us when he was resurrected. When he went through uh, his death, burial, and resurrection, it was all brought back to us. that he gave it all back when Adam gave up and lost. Adam and Eve, they lost it all. They gave it all to the devil, and the devil actually did own it. Legally, now, God could have taken it from him by his strength, but God isn't that way. He does things the right way. He has honesty and integrity. He is honesty and integrity. So he left it play out. And, of course, it played out with Jesus when he sent him to the cross. But he got it all back for us. But yet people are still naturally, these things are still coming at them like fallen man, even though we're not fallen man anymore. Because we have Jesus in us, but it's up to us to claim the promises. Because in the promises, we can walk in perfection like Adam and Eve did. Or not, yeah, Adam and Eve before the fall, you see, through the promises. He made the way, but it's not easy. You see, he had it easy. Adam and Eve really had it easy. There's no struggle. But now for us to walk in the things that God has for us, there is a struggle. Because we have a one called the devil that's coming against us to try to stop us from it, you see. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Force of believing the word of God is standing against the devil in spite of what he tries to do and just determined to go through, taking authority over him, believing it, walking in it, hold your head up and just keep on going, you see. That's the battle right there, making the word of God a reality in your life and in my life. That's what it's all about, see, working out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Spoken a lot tonight about different things, you know, about the anointing. And um, I know that yes. there's a, a other anointing. There's a anointing of uh, the apostle, a prophet, anointing of a pa- you know a pastor, you know, evangelist, teacher, and stuff. And uh, you know, we're gonna, uh, uh, brother Edward, we'll just maybe do this to uh, discuss this about this next week because we're coming into, you know, um, what do you think about that, brother Edward? We can talk about that. We could talk about the prophets fivefold. You want to talk about the fivefold? Yeah, yes, we could talk about the fivefold uh, ministry, the pastor. Uh, Yeah, but well, be two weeks from tonight, our our regular program. Oh, two two weeks. Yeah, 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 two weeks from tonight. Yeah, do you feel good about that? We'll just. uh, We'll yeah, we could. Unless, uh, we can, unless the Lord changes his mind, with it, we can. We can kind of. Uh, right now, we're talking about that. So, Lord willing, we'll put it that way. Unless the Lord lays something yeah, else well, there, yeah, that's yeah. definitely to consider because we can. We'll be on uh, the space of the same subject. Describing the, the, so, right, the thing is, right? Because there's different anointings for different uh, for different giftings, right? I mean, there's a different right. there's a, a, a different anointing for apostle, a different for a prophet, pastor, and teacher. And you know what? We we're, we can just talk about that because it's something yeah. that the out there people need to know. Like they need to, you know, because you know, some are called to be apostles, some are called to be prophets, evangelists, pastors, 
Don't call to be teaching, right? There's, there's anointing to Amen. teach and anointing to preach. Amen? But I want to just Amen. finish this off. I just want to finish, finish this off, brother, with the last, with, with the last scripture, with the, with the saying here. To send forth is delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. So what we're going to, you know, tonight, uh, Brother Edwards, we're just going to pray, declare, and, you know, you can pray that everyone any tonight, tonight is on, on listening to uh, our program, we're just going to pray and just declare that, that the spirit of bondage and oppression is going to be broken in their life and they're going to be set free. And the anointing, yes. the anointing of God's yes. presence, God's power, God's love, and the glory is just going to fill their yes. fill their place. And they're going to yes. tonight is tonight is a night of freedom. Tonight is a night of tonight is a night of freedom out there. Amen. Remember, the Son says free is free indeed. And the anointing we've been talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. The anointing breaks. Yes, generation curses, all curses, anything that has you bound will be broken off. We're going to break that off of you tonight and loose the anointing of the Holy Ghost on you. And you believe that and you receive that and accept that and let God do his thing with you is really what we're doing. We're breaking get the enemy off of you and then it's up to you to, to keep him off of you by recognizing, like it says in Luke ten nineteen and 20, you have authority over the spirits. You don't have to listen to them lying to you and telling you you're sick or you're a failure. You're not going to make it or anything. You you are successful. You have Jesus Christ in your heart. The greater one's in you. You can do all things through Christ. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Uh, Jesus was in this earth. So are you. The things he did, so are you to do. He said in John fourteen twelve. He said, the things I do, so shall you do, even greater things. So you are walking like Jesus. He wants you to walk like him in his power and his love, you see. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have this simple prayer. As Brother Roy said, uh, we'll be done. We're just going to have this prayer, break the power off of uh, of you. Go ahead. You're going to go ahead, free. Go ahead, Apostle, Brother Edward. You go ahead. Okay. I'll be, I'll be All agreeing right. with you tonight. Okay. Okay, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this meeting tonight, for this word that Apostle Roy and I were speaking here. We were talking your word, speaking your word, declaring your word, Father. And, Father, we know your word is all power, is almighty, and we know you tell us it will not come back void in Isaiah fifty five eleven, but it will go forth and reach and meet the, the needs and whatever it was sent forth to do, it will do. It won't come back void without purpose and without fruit and results. So, Father, right now, we're reaching out to this audience. Everybody's listening now. Everybody will be listening to it later. When it, uh, it could be a week or two or a month or two or whatever time from now because the anointing never changes. The anointing's always there. So right now, Father, we thank you the anointing on us, and in the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority over all curses, generational curses, curses, witchcraft, negative spirits, forces of darkness, lying spirits, demonic spirits, any and all demonic activity 
in your home or your life right now. I address this to everybody that's listening right now. Any force of darkness in you, your home, or your family, any satanic thing, any curse, any generational curse, I break them and I reverse them and I command them out of your home right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, right now, I break that power of darkness. Darkness must go. Sickness and disease must go. Bondage must go. Bad habits must go. Yes, witchcraft must go. Yes, yes, pornography must go. Yes, you stand strong. You stand strong. The greater one is in you. The greater one is in you. God is raising you up now. He's raising you up. He sets you free. He didn't give you spirit of fear, but he gave you power of love and a sound mind. You have a sound mind to obey his word. You determine... I'm going to serve and live for Jesus Christ now. I am free. I know the truth. The truth is the greater one's inside of me, and I will not yield to Satan anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ, I repent of what my forefathers did in my uh, 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 generational line. I ask forgiveness for what they did because I know they're connected to me through four generations. And I ask you to forgive me for what they did. I I ask that that their sins will not follow me in any curses anymore. No curses will be upon me. Because I ask forgiveness for what they did. Because I don't want to be connected with them in the physical situation or the spiritual situation. I am free. But I have a new mark on me. I have a new uh, thing in my body, Father. And I'm no longer connected to to my generation right there. I have a new identification, and that's Jesus Christ. DNA. I have a new DNA right now, a new DNA, and it's Jesus' DNA for my lifestyle. I have Jesus' DNA for my health and for everything in my life. I have Jesus and what his word says that I have. That's what I have. I'm not limited, and I'm not restricted, and I'm not bound by anything or anybody by the past life of my family, how they live, or what they did, or what they didn't do, or how bad they were, how good they were, it makes no difference, because I am locked into Jesus, and I'm going to do what he wants me to do. I am an individual. I have a purpose in life. I have a calling in life, and I choose to follow what Jesus wants me to do in life right now. I choose to follow you, Lord. To tell him that, yes, yes, he's waiting to hear it from you. He's waiting to hear it from you. You say, I'll follow you, because we, we're going to go off in a couple minutes here, and you just go into your bedroom or your closet, wherever you go, and say, I just give it all to you. Lord, I give myself to you. Now, what do you want of me? Because that's the, that's the words he wants to hear. I give myself to you. I give my will to you because God can't take your will. That's one thing he made himself helpless to do because he wants you to give your will to him of your choice, not because he programmed you, but he wants your will. And when you give him your will and you say, now what, Lord, he will show you as you uh, walk in your life, and he'll make things clear to you, and he'll direct your feet a certain way. And you go that way, and as you pray and spend time with him, he'll become clear to you. It might seem like he's a distance away now. It's a little vague to you, but as you spend more time, he becomes more real to you, just like uh, a person that you're around. The longer you know him, the more you know him. The longer you're around him, the more you know him, the better you know him. And it'll become clearer to you. And what's happening today 
things are happening in a quicker mode right now. Things are happening much quicker than when I started out many years ago in Apostle Roy. Uh, what what happened uh, uh, when he started out many years ago, and then, of course, when I started out even longer ago than Apostle Roy, uh, what happened was we had a lot of things that we had to go through. He had things that he went through, and, of course, I had things that I went through. You know, We didn't even know one another back in those years. We only know one another a couple of years. But uh, God brought us together as, as workers and friendship and everything. And, of course, our wives, they, they know one another. We know one another. And uh, anyhow, uh, God brings people together, like minds, like spirits that are on the same page. But uh, he will do the same for you as he does for us. We're not uh, restricted in any way or special in any way like that because he has a purpose for you just like he does for us. Our purpose is no better than yours. Yours is no better than ours because there isn't a big me and a little you or a a big you and a little me. We're all workers together. So he wants to show you what he wants you to do because you're just as important as anybody. You are important. So you can hold your head up high, and don't matter how old you are, what the color of your skin is, how much education you have, how much money you have, or what your past was. It makes no difference. But he wants to meet you now. He wants to start you in a new life right now. If you haven't given yourself to him, you give yourself to him. Ask him to forgive you. Your sins come into your heart and save you, and you just want a turnaround. You just want to turn around and just give yourself to him. You need to rededicate yourself. You rededicate yourself. You want more of, of him. Receive the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit. The evidence speaking in tongues. Right now, I, I just, I, I just, just raise your hand and just tell him to fill you right now. And I'm just, I just see myself laying hands in your head right now. I just, yeah, yeah, right now, just accept, say, Lord, fill me, baptize me with your Holy Spirit, empower me now. And when I say now, I want you just to accept that the anointing is upon you, that God is upon you. And it might be a baby, or whatever come out of your mouth, but whatever it is, it, it, it just go with it because he wants to empower people quickly now. He wants to do this quickly. It's not a great big ceremony. It's a matter of you saying, I need your power to live for you. Just like, just like he said, he told them to tear it, he received power. You don't have to tear it because the Holy Ghost is here now. So you receive right now. When I say the word now, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to ask him to fill you, and I want you to raise your hand just to praise him and just let him touch you right there. Let him fill you, okay? Are you ready? Lord, I just ask you to fill these listeners that want the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence speaking in tongues. Father, in your son Jesus' name, the baptizer, I ask that you baptize these people that are wanting it right now. In the name of Jesus, right now, thank him for it. Thank him, thank him. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Just, just praise him. Just praise him for it. Just praise him for it. Just let him, let him just minister to you. Because he wants to meet you where you're at tonight, whatever your needs are. If you're sick by Jesus' stripes in the name of Jesus, you are well. You are well. I declare you well, and I bind and cast out all sickness and disease out of your body. And he any bad habits, any any thoughts, any any perversion, anything and all things must go. Anything that's not of God must leave your life now in the name of Jesus. 
I command it out in the name of Jesus. Receive that. Believe that right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that's not of God leaves you and your family and your home now in the name of Jesus. It's house cleaning time, folks. It's house cleaning time. God wants to clean our houses, and we want to have our houses clean and please God and let him build the house that he has for each one of us. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You know, and also the Lord wants to, the Lord wants to increase your anointing. He wants to, you know, He wants to increase your anointing tonight. And so, what I want you to do before before we go off the program, I want you to lift up your hands, lift up your hands, and I just want you to just sing this with me. Anointing fall on me. Anointing fall on me, and the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Let's do it one more time. Anointing fall on me. Anointing. All on me, and the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing fall on me. God bless. Good God night. bless. Good God Edward, in two weeks we'll go back to talk and about the anointing of the fivefold ministry. Amen. As the Amen. Lord, as God will. In Jesus' mighty name, good night. God bless. Yes. And, Lord, and, and we'll Lord. see you in two weeks, though. God bless you all. We love you all. And as Brother, Ken, and Brother Ken would say, look what the Lord has done. Amen to that. And look what he's done, and look what he's going to do. It's only the beginning, folks. Amen. It's only going to get better and better. Amen and amen. We'll see you in two weeks then, folks. God bless you. I love you, Brother Edward. Thank you so much. Love you too, Brother Roy. And you have a blessed uh, evening and the best to Evelyn and and, uh, yourself now, okay? Okay. And if you want to give me a call uh, sometime, uh, uh, you know, within the next two weeks, you you go right ahead, okay? If there's anything Lord puts on your heart, how's that? Yes. And likewise, you also, okay? Okay. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye, my friend. Bye-bye.